We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. Sports Open Line does continue here on a Friday night on KMOX. We are less than an hour away from our coverage of Cardinals baseball. Pre-game coverage getting underway at 8.15 for a 9-10 first pitch. Jose Quintana against Andrew Heaney. Very happy to welcome on to the program someone who covers uh, baseball, covering the Dodgers and the Angels for the Los Angeles Times. He is Mike Giovanni. You can follow him on Twitter. I'll just spell it out. Mike and then D-I-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A. If you don't have that, you can just head to the uh, KMOX Sports account and you'll see the tweet uh, that he's tagged in. Mike, thanks so much for the time. How are you? Hey, doing well. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so Albert Pujols spoke with the media just a little while ago. He's doing these scrums and obviously a lot of attention on him in Los Angeles considering his history with the Angels and the Dodgers at the end of last season. Uh, what was the tone? What was your takeaway from what he had to say today? Uh you know, it was sort of similar. To, I was down in San Diego with uh, for that series, and similar stuff. And I guess if I had to describe a tone, it seems more relaxed than he did when he, uh, you know, before he hit number five hundred and six hundred with the Angels. I don't know if that's just because he knows uh, the end of his career is coming up. And I think he sort of, sort of accepted. Uh, I don't want to say resign himself to the possibility of not doing it, but if he doesn't, it's like, is he going to be less of a player if he ends up with six ninety nine and not seven hundred? It's just that big round number that's very impressive, a you know, super exclusive club to belong in. So I know deep down he wants it, but I don't think – he doesn't seem to be stressing over it like he maybe did uh, with some of those other milestones. How is he viewed in Southern California where he had a very uneven tenure with the Angels and then had a, had a nice finish to uh, the season last year with the Dodgers? Yeah, his whole tenure in Anaheim was so strange because uh, – you know, there was so much fanfare when he signed before 2012, that huge contract coming off a really another really good year, a World Series in St. Louis. And uh, you know, he got off to that super slow start in his first year with the Angels. And then meanwhile, uh, Mike Trout comes along in and, and, and his rookie year, and within you know a couple of months has sort of established himself as the best player in the game. So I'm not saying Albert was overshadowed, but when you add up the fact that Trout uh, came along and, and, is, and did what he did, and then Shohei Otani comes along and is doing what he's doing, uh, you know, Albert didn't really move the needle much in Anaheim, to be honest. And the fact that the team did not win a playoff game during his nine-plus years there did not help. Uh, I think he's actually remembered a lot more fondly for his five months with the Dodgers than he was for nine-plus years with the Angels. He he was really loved and sort of beloved here. The fans really took to him. The players took to him. He seemed really energized by getting back uh, with a team that had World Series uh, aspirations and potential and was winning and, and went to the playoffs. And I just think it really energized him last year. Uh, and I think that's probably, if not the biggest, one of the biggest reasons why he uh, is playing right now. Yeah. 
Steve Roberts the other day made the comment that he's invested in Pulse getting 700 home runs, that if it happens against the Dodgers, he'll be on the top step and he'll be he'll be celebrating. I think that goes a little bit to what you just said. It's it's remarkable that in a pretty short amount of time, he did make the impact that he made on the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just – I mean, he was a pretty key player off the bench for them. He had some, a bunch of injuries going down the stretch. You know, he hit, I think, 12 homers. Uh, numbers, uh, other inter- you know, his other numbers were pretty solid. Uh, and I think what the fans saw is just, you know, the bear hugs and the dugout, the smile on his face. I, I just think for so long in Anaheim, we didn't see that. And there was, you know, some good reasons for that. But I think uh, there, there was a joy that he showed uh, while he played here last year, and I think that really rubbed off on the fans and how they sort of perceived him. One of the most challenging things in baseball is to have your postseason fate locked in and then still continue to play at a high level. And uh, Dodgers lost a couple games in that series against the Diamondbacks. It was a five-game series, so you still uh, see the team taking three out of five. But what what's the tone, kind of the tenor of the team right now is they need to find a way to play these final couple weeks in a whole lot of games that really don't matter. Yeah, it's a balancing act to sort of rest guys and rein in some of your starting pitchers' workloads and, you know, not overwork your bullpen while trying to maintain some kind of edge. But the fact is, there's still a few weeks away from the playoffs. Uh, I think a bigger concern is having, you know, four or five days off before they play in the first round. That's where you can really lose an edge. But, uh, you know, as, as good as the Dodgers are, 104 wins, I think, right now, you know, best team in baseball. They have some serious issues, you know. Uh, before the game, Dave Roberts announced that Craig Kimbrell is no longer their closer. He handed it that last night. Uh, Blake Trinan has not really bounced back from the shoulder injury. They're really the back of the bullpen. I don't want to say it's a mess right now because they have some quality arms, but the challenge for them is going to be figuring out in this last two weeks here how to line them up. You know, are they going to move a guy like Evan Phillips, who's been their best high-leverage guy this year, into the closer role? Do you put Bruce Dargratterall, who throws 101, 102, but you know still has a tendency to get hit and, and really uh, you know, hasn't done that kind of thing in his career? Do you put him in back there? Do you go with one of their lefties? Do you maybe Chris Martin, the veteran? You know they're they're going to have to sort some things out here. So uh, yeah, they they clinched a long time ago, uh, and you might think they're cruising into the postseason, but they definitely got some issues. The starting pitching has been good, but it I, I don't know. I, I'm saying this from St. Louis. Maybe people in Los Angeles would disagree with me. I We've seen some rotations for the Dodgers that scare you. I don't feel like this rotation scares you. Is that is, is that a fair assessment? Maybe. Uh, I mean, Julio Arias uh, is going to be their ace coming into October, and he's had a good year, really, as anybody in the league. Uh, just has really matured and Establish himself as a reliable, durable, you know, sometimes dominant starter. Clayton Kershaw has uh, shown in his four or five starts since he came off the injured list uh, from his latest back injury that he's almost every good as he, he, he has been uh, for the last few years. He looks really good to me, really locked in. And then for the last three spots, you know, you're looking at uh, – Tyler Anderson, the lefties, had a great year. Uh, Andrew Heaney, uh, you know, not a 
not a real maybe a guy who you look at as being dominant, but he, you know, it's, look at his strikeouts for nine innings, and you know it's possible he could be pretty good. And then to me, the wild card is Justin May. He's got the best stuff of anybody on that staff. Come, came back from Tommy John surgery um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and has been really erratic. You know, he has looked dominant at times, and he's been really out of sync and. You know, it doesn't look like he has much command at times. So, it, you know, typical return from Tommy John, kind of what you expect. Uh, but if he can get locked in, dialed in uh, for October, I think, uh, you know, they may not match up with a Scherzer to Grom uh, rotation in New York, but they're definitely good enough to be very, very competitive. Last thing for you, we're talking with uh, Mike DiGiovanna from the uh, Los Angeles Times. There's a possibility these two teams could match up against each other in the postseason. Is, is there any impact on a series at this point, um, you know, a couple weeks before the postseason, and how that could impact a potential playoff matchup? Maybe a little, probably not a lot. Um, you know, you'll probably, a guy like Kershaw will probably, you know, some of the veteran guys who, really are more into the cat and mouse game. And even, uh, you know, I talked to Adam Wainwright about this the other day in San Diego, you know, he sort of, you know, that he's not going to give away too much against the Padres, uh, even though, you know, you know, these teams are still pretty important for, for the Cardinals. Uh, you may not, you may see him hold back some stuff, but in terms of a head to head matchup, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, it's late September, uh, the teams you see here right now are probably what you're going to see in October. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a nice little sort of a barometer uh, on what a head-to-head matchup would look like. And we saw that last October. I mean, that game was, that was a really tight, taut, hard-fought game until uh, Chris Taylor's walk-off homer. So I think uh, you know the Cardinals are a pretty darn good team, as are the Dodgers. Mike, we really appreciate you taking some time. Uh, thank you so much. Enjoy uh, this series, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you again in the postseason if the two teams are matched up against each other. All right. Take care. Awesome. There's Mike D. Giovanna joining us here on uh, Sports Open Line Game, ready to cover the Cardinals and the Dodgers from Dodger Stadium. Again, the pitching matchup tonight, Jose Quintana on the mound for the Cardinals. Andrew Heaney goes for the Dodgers. The Game 2 pitching matchup coming up tomorrow night. Hour earlier, by the way, tomorrow night. An 8-10 first pitch as opposed to the 9-10 first pitch to uh, today. Uh, 8-10 first pitch tomorrow. It'll be a battle of uh, left-handers once again in uh, Jordan Montgomery against um, Clayton Kershaw. And then Adam Wainwright is scheduled to pitch the finale coming up on Sunday. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some uh, slew women's soccer. Their head coach, uh, Katie Shields, set to uh, join us up next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.